Today's episode's kind of serious. I give you the three things you do or your business dies. Okay, it's not that serious. But I do give you the three non-negotiables for email marketing mastery, plus a couple bonuses and tangents. I literally broke out the three things that if you do with your email, basically guarantee you'll smash your competition and you have 10 times more likely chance of absolutely blowing up your business with these three things that I share in the episode. I'm going to leave it at that. It's fun. I love you. Yes, I'm in a different office. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you'll hear about that in the episode. I don't have anything else to say. All right, let's get into the episode. Cue the intro now. Welcome to the Mind of George Show. Today is a Winning Wednesday episode where we talk through actionable strategies, tactics, secrets, and golden nuggets that can be implemented, utilized, and benefited from immediately. This episode is all about action and putting what you learn into practice, which is the only true way to achieve your personal and professional goals. We've covered everything from the five non-negotiable books for business leaders, which was episode 56, to Project Manage Mastery, which was episode 44, to the two most important documents in your entire business, which were episodes 62 and 83. You can find those in all the other episodes of the show at mindofgeorge.com. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Mind of George Show. Today is a winning Wednesday. And we are going to talk about the three non-negotiables for email marketing mastery. And if you're listening to this, you have no idea what I'm doing. If you're watching this, I'm sitting in a rented conference room, still trying to find an office space in Montana. But I got my feet up at the desk, relaxing in the chair. And I have a big, beautiful picture of the Montana state outlined behind me. And I was like, I just need to relax for a minute. I was like, I talk so fast. How can I slow down? I'm like, oh, what if I just relax my body? Maybe I'll slow down a little bit. But I needed to relax because I had to take a deep breath. Because we're talking about email. And for those of you new here, email is my jam. I'm obsessed with email. I talk about email. I sweat email. I live and breathe email. And for those of you that have been here, you know I love email. Talk about email. Email is like a non-negotiable everywhere in our life. And so I had to just relax for a minute because I get fired up with how people overcomplicate email and how they create an email plan or lack of an email plan and put crap into the world and expect a positive result and basically miss the foundations required for it to be successful. And when I think back, like what it looks like or what I think happened is if we look back over like history, email has always been a thing since the internet existed, since, you know, people understood the power of email marketing, it's been here. And then over the years, it's been respun and rewrapped so many times and so many times and so many times that now there's so many quote unquote strategies and tactics that change daily, weekly, monthly, that everybody forgets that in order for those strategies and tactics to work, that you have to have non-negotiable principles. Like you have to have foundationally sound principles or a foundationally sound email plan or a foundationally sound strategy that will allow it to work. But what doesn't work is being like, I have this list and every week I'm gonna change my mind on what I do and I'm gonna try this, I'm gonna try this, this might work, this might not. There are all these different things that people see and they try and they do. And then they're like, look, this worked, look, this worked, look, this worked. And then they'll go teach you the strategy and tactic 
without telling you the foundational stuff that made it work. So then you go out, you grab it, you implement it, then you burn your list. Then you quote unquote kill your list. Then you get a horrible sender score. You get blacklisted. Your open rates go down. Your click-through rates go down. And so there's two sides of this for me. There's the complacency of people teaching it. And then there's the complicitness of us thinking that a strategy and a tactic can literally outperform bad habits or a bad foundation or a bad plan. And eventually, you can no longer out-hustle or out-energy something that is ineffective or not good from the get-go. If you're building a house and the roof starts to collapse, you can only hold it up with your body weight for so long before you have to let it go and let it crash or you have to come in and reinforce it and then get back to the drawing board. And email is no different. And so today, I wanted to talk about my three and I think they should be most people's three non-negotiables for email marketing mastery. The three non-negotiables for email marketing mastery. Now, these are in no particular order. I think I'm going to read them out of order because I think they do belong in an order. And looking at the three that I have in front of me in my notes, I think I am going to put them in order. Um, but no matter what, this first one that I'm going to share of the three in my opinion, is the most important one. That if you, your team, your agency that you outsource it to, your copywriter, like whatever your world looks like when it comes to email marketing, I think that this is the non-negotiable that every single person in your organization should have tattooed on their soul. I think when the word email comes up, this thought needs to be the only thing that goes through everybody's head. And I feel like that solves for 75% of the equation when people struggle with email marketing. So the first one that I'm going to share, you may have heard me say this before. If this is your first time, I say it a lot. You must feed the children you have first before you adopt any new ones. You must feed the children you have first before you adopt any new ones. That is non-negotiable number one. What do I mean by that? I mean, do, don't think the solution to your business is getting more people on your list when the people on your list aren't being nurtured, aren't converting, aren't escalating, aren't responding, and your open rates and click-through rates are going down. That's not how to do something different. That brings more people into a broken ecosystem. And so if you have a list of 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 people, and your open rates are 13%, 10%, you're not getting really good conversions, your emails aren't really working that well, your solution is not to go add more people to the list to recreate that same energy. Now, yes, you may have gotten that list from giveaways or joint ventures in the past and not nurtured them, but still, in order for email to be effective, in order for it to be a leveraged tool for you, you need to make sure that it's an asset and not a liability. And so you must feed the children you have before you adopt any new ones. If you can confidently say that everybody that's on your email list is where they belong or they've gotten what was promised or they're in the sequences that matter or that there's enough sequences set up or an automation or just a simple journey set up so that when they are in, they are getting nurtured, cool. Then you have to ask yourself, cool, if I had a thousand people to my list tomorrow, did I solve for those four customer journeys that George teaches about on his homepage? 
that I solve for the people that aren't going to buy right away? Is there a place for them to go? Do I have a nurture sequence? Do we have a cadence? Are we sending a newsletter a week? Are we sending nurture emails? Have we written sequences so it's not manual? Like, can we confidently say that if we invested $10,000 of our money to get a thousand emails that we would have a return or are we spraying and praying? Are we hoping and then going to get frustrated and back in the same situation, but $10,000 less than when we started? This is the most important one. You must feed the children you have before you adopt any new ones. Your home has to be solid and sound before you can live in it. And then once you live in it, it has to be solid and sound for other people to live in it. You have to have enough food. You have to have enough shelter and water and blankets. And so if you have that, then it's time to go start building your list again. But if you think that I'm going to wait, I have this list that's been sitting there for 90 days or 120 days. I'm not going to talk to them, but I'm going to go build more. I'm going to focus on getting leads. I'm going to focus on getting leads. All you're doing is costing yourself time, money, and energy. And you're literally pissing away all the potential that's in your business. These people whose emails you have, you have them. At some point or another, they trusted you. They wanted to be in a relationship with you. They wanted to learn from you. They wanted to buy from you. They wanted to consume your content. They are sitting there waiting like a child that you adopted to love. And then you're like, you know what? I want a new model. Let me go get more of them. And then the new children you bring in become that same container. And it's a very, very bad game. But our job is if you're going to keep an email list, why are you hoarding it for potential that will never be realized when it's neglected? Why are you hoarding a list for potential that will never be realized because it's neglected? You have to make a decision. But having a big email list of no one that engages, no plan, no strategy is not an asset. It's a liability. It costs you money. It costs you time. It costs you energy. If you're going to have a list, you have to use the list. If you're going to have somebody's emails, you have to use the emails. And if you're going to spend time, money, or energy adding more people to your email list, you need to make sure that that's an asset instead of a liability. You can't go add 10,000 people to your list and be like, okay, when I'm ready in six months, I'll email them and then expect from them to buy from me, but they're not going to hear from me since. It does not work. So number one. I'm slamming the table. I decided, by the way, to do a wider camera today because I just want to hang out. I just want to hang out with a wider camera and I'm going to loosen my energy because I'm getting a little sweaty right now because I get fired up about email. But number one is you have to feed the children you have before you adopt any new ones. Okay, so that's number one for me. Number one for me is feed the children you have before you adopt any new ones. Okay, number two. This should go without saying as well, but I have to say it. Number two, you must fulfill on your promise. You must fulfill on your promise. Notice how I didn't say your job is done the moment they opt in because it's on them. That's not what I said. Whether it's an opt-in or whether it's a paid product, your job is not done the moment you get their email or their credit card. Your job is only done when they have implemented what it is that you've promised or done their due diligence to get as much as possible as you help them. See, a lot of people think that when somebody buys your product, your job is done. That's the beginning of the game. That's 1% of the journey, getting somebody to buy. The other 99% of the journey is where business is won. That's when you get somebody to use it, to change their habits, their behaviors, to get a result, to stay forever, to escalate in, to become a marketing machine. Those are the spots where the magic happens. 
And so the second most important thing you can do is fulfill on what you promised, which means if you're offering somebody a lead magnet to help them in seven days, you better not have one email and just expect that they're going to put it into practice. Think about the times we download stuff. We download it. It lives in our download folder. We tell people, give me your email and we're going to help you get these three things. We're going to help you get these three things. We're going to help you learn this two things. We're going to help you do this in this seven days. And then the moment they come in, we put it all on them and expect it to work. And then when it doesn't, we get frustrated at them and then we'll send them a sales email and get upset they didn't buy, but they couldn't have bought because they didn't even make a step towards the goal that we promised them we'd help them with. And because we didn't show up with a customer journey container, they could never trust us in the first place to give us their credit card. So then we say, oh, it's bad. Let's get more people on the list. And then we feed the number one most important thing. And it becomes a self-fulfilling cycle. There's a reason really good email marketers hear, you'll hear throw around the term suppression, right? What does that really mean? It just means protecting your customer's journey. It means that if you offer them a lead magnet that's going to take seven days, during that seven days, you're emailing them and checking in with them and building a journey, but they're not hearing anything else. No sales, no newsletters, no nothing because they're in that journey. And then when they're complete with that journey, the best ones know that that's when they're ready to buy because they made progress. They were one step closer to you, one step closer to their goal, one step closer to being an ideal customer. But none of that can happen if you don't fulfill on your promise. And so if you tell somebody you're going to help them cook and you send them a 15-page ebook, you're not helping them cook. Most of the time, you're creating reactants. They're going to get stuck because they're like, oh my God, where do I start? How do I do this? And then instead of you being the solution, you now become a pain point and then they're less likely to engage with you on social, read your emails, and buy from you because now it feels difficult instead of it feeling easy. And so the second most important thing that you can do is fulfill on your offer. You must deliver what it is that you promised and your job isn't complete until you can put your head on the pillow and you can say, you know what? If I put a thousand people through this email sequence, I'm confident that without touching it, everybody could get there. And that doesn't mean everybody will get there. But if you're not confident that everybody can get there, then there's a hole and you know it. And then when you try to scale that hole, the hole gets bigger and becomes a nasty return in the business. And so the number one non-negotiable for email marketing mastery is you have to feed the children you have first before you can adopt any new ones. The number two non-negotiable for email marketing mastery is you have to fulfill on your promise. Your job is not complete until they have implemented what it is that you promised or they paid for. And that is the game. Nobody can confidently talk about a product that they didn't use. Nobody can confidently share a result that they didn't get. Nobody can promote your program when it didn't work for them. When was the last time you walked out and saw your friends like, oh my God, you have to take this supplement. I never took it. It never worked. I never knew what it tasted like and I never did what they told me, but you should go buy it. Never. But when was the last time you're like, oh my God, I've been taking this and I feel amazing. I did this one workout and I had more energy. I did this one thing and it moved the needle in my business. You have to go try it. You have to go try it. It's a different game. By you fulfilling on what your promise is and being intentional with that customer journey, you're actually creating a marketing machine for you. By not fulfilling on what you promise 
and not ensuring the journey is completed or that it's designed so it can be completed, you're creating an anti-marketing machine because a silent customer does not help you. Somebody who opted in or bought for something and didn't even achieve a result does not help you. They take energy from the company because then if somebody's like, hey, have you ever heard of George? Oh my God, yeah. The guy talks about email all day, never helped me, never emailed me, never did anything. And all of a sudden, I'm like, where are all my sales going? Why isn't anybody trusting me? They can't because I have this pocket of people, my ideal avatar that are all anti-marketing machines. They're not out screaming from the rooftop, so George is a fraud, blah, blah, blah. But they're the ones that are engaging with all my next potential customers. And they're like, hey, have you heard about this? Have you heard about, oh yeah, I can, I can, I can. Versus when you get a result and all of a sudden your open rate's 50% when it was 10. Or you close 25% of your list when you've never closed any. And then every time you think about email, you're telling somebody, I did this, I learned it here. Someone's like, should I do that? Yeah, go to George, blah, 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 blah. It's a different game. It's a completely different game. So those are the first two. And then the third one, the third one is one that I see like crazy. The third one, do not segment for diminishing returns. Do not segment for diminishing returns. And I have seen it all. I have seen people have hundreds and hundreds of segments. Like they are spending a full week, like 40 hours to send one email to their list because they're sending it to 66 different segments of that same list. You cannot out-segment a bad plan and you have to be focused on what's deeper. And so, yes, is it cool to think that, hey, I want to email every customer that hasn't opened an email in 30 days that's bought four products and spent an average order value of $243 that has a pink poodle and drives a white minivan. That would be cool, but it's not effective. Most of the time, I see people trying to segment to distract from missing the bigger picture, from planning the bigger picture, from planning the bigger customer journey. Segmentation is amazing. It's amazing when it's required. But if I have three products in the health space, all of them help you achieve optimum health. I don't need to write three different emails a day for each three of the products. I can write one email that says, hey, with whatever product you have, make sure you focus on sleep. Make sure you focus on water. Make sure you focus on movement. Make sure you focus on momentum. And when required, I can use that segmentation to better enhance and personalize my customer journey. But if a customer journey does not exist in the first place, segmentation isn't gonna magically make it happen. If you don't email people consistently, and then you're like, well, I'm gonna email this segment to re-engage it, you re-engage it, but then there is still an inconsistent journey, they're still not gonna stick around. Matter of fact, they're gonna disappear, and this time you can't recover them. And these points all feed each other. Think about this. You can't adopt any more children until you feed the ones that you have. What are the reasons we segment? Normally, the only reason we segment is so that we can personalize a journey or we can personalize information to meet people where they are, to take them somewhere different. But if we're just segmenting and personalizing things to try to get higher engagement or to get people to open something, but there isn't a bigger plan in place, there isn't a bigger journey, there isn't a vision, you don't know what your customer should be doing in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, or you don't even know what your company should be doing in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, 
you just end up spinning your wheels and creating more and more and more and more reactants with your customers. And so then you have this massive list that's getting eight to 10% open rates. And then literally you feel like all you can do is sell every email to try to cover any bit of overhead. And then every time you sell, you know, you're losing more and more and more. And it's just a matter of time before the business is out. The end. And so the third most important thing, the third non-negotiable for email marketing mastery is actually not over segmenting for diminishing returns. It's focusing on the bigger picture. It's focusing on the journey as a whole and making sure that you have a journey in place, making sure that if somebody's going to get on your email list, they have an expectation that they're going to get an email a week or an email a month and that you deliver on it. So then if your list does lose engagement, you can come to the table and use our AAA method, our nine step method for re-engaging and say, Hey, listen, I know I've only been sending you an email once a month and I've been hearing over and over you want more. Well, here's my commitment. We're going to be sending you one a week. Here's what it's going to look like. And then they have something to fall into and a home for that re-engagement, right? And so when you think about it, I'll give you a really tangible example. I don't talk about this publicly often because I get really pissed off about it. Um, and normally people get mad at me, but I'll tell you one, card abandonments, right? I literally see people obsessing about card abandonments. Okay, cool. I don't segment cart abandons. All I need to know is that you added a product to your cart and that you didn't buy. So I'm not going to send you a discount. I'm not going to send you a coupon. I'm going to talk to you, right? But I've seen all of it. I've seen people splitting their cart abandonments up into like three different things. They've been on the website uh, in the last 30 days and didn't buy. They've had a product and didn't buy. They've bought two products and then abandoned their cart. They bought one six months ago and they'll spend three or four or five weeks planning these six different sequences to recover 0.9% of their revenue. Well, yet, if you ask yourself a deeper question, what was getting in the way of these people converting in the first place? What was missing in our marketing? What was missing in our social media? What was missing in our emails? Holy moly. You know what? Why don't I not spend all my time trying to convince more people to come back? Why don't I go deep with the customers I have that aren't getting emailed and let me send a cart gift sequence? Let me just realize that if somebody left my cart, my job isn't to convince them to come back. My job is to figure out why they left in the first place and solve that challenge, whether they buy or not. So I don't need to know all of those different parameters. I can send an email that says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you gave me some of your time and we failed to meet the mark today because you added a product to your cart and something was missing. But I just want to say thank you for giving me the one thing I couldn't give back to you, which is time. So here's a gift. Here's our three video process for achieving X that's just like using the product. Let us know how we can support you. And then another email asking them a question and sharing FAQs and let that being it. But you cannot segment down into diminishing returns and expect a big, big, big boost in the company. It's like, I'm going to use a reference that maybe not everybody will get, but like, it's like putting a bandaid on a sucking chest wound and expecting somebody to survive, right? Like, no, or I, like, I, I don't know. Like if you're going for a run <laughs> and you're running through a bunch of prickly bushes or cactuses and every time you get cut, you just put a bandaid on thinking it's going to stop it. It's not, you just have to stop running through the cactuses. You got to put pants on, you got to do something different. And so when you think about these things, Yes, segmentation is amazing. I find that most people are segmenting for quote unquote potential millions of dollars before it would even have potential. They'll spend 40 hours of manpower 
to make back $210 thinking that it's a positive ROI that has to continue, even though if you took 40 of those man hours, cut them in half and spent 20 designing a journey and focusing on the bigger picture, you'd actually have a long return that would be more positive for the business. And so in my opinion, the third non-negotiable for email marketing mastery is not segmenting for diminishing returns not being obsessive or kind of pedantic about all the ways you could do it and instead being really focused on the higher level customer journey and that we understand that consistency and relationship and depth with customers is what's going to move the needle, not segmentation of everybody that has two poodles with one child who drives a minivan and lives in Boulder, who favorite stores, natural grocers, who spent $2 in the last month. Like that's not going to make a difference. But if I send an email to everybody who's health conscious and helping them achieve what it is that I promised to help them achieve with my company, then when they're ready, they can reinsert themselves into the business. They can go to the website. They can buy another product. And then I'm not having 85 people run an email marketing strategy that should be the job of one. And really the biggest game is understanding that the purpose of email isn't just to sell. That's like the fifth goal of email. Email puts you front of mind. Email reminds people why they like you. Email holds them accountable to commitments they've made. Email increases your organic social engagement by triggering a social trigger. Email helps you deepen relationships. Email helps you automate personalization. Email helps you collect customer data and email helps you sell. But it's all encompassing and it all has to be focused that way. And so just a quick summary because I did end up going on a couple tangents but I did keep it all about email. The three non-negotiables for email marketing mastery. Number one is you cannot adopt any more children until you feed the ones that you have. Number two, you must fulfill and deliver on what you offered, whether it's lead magnet, whether it's paid, whether it's a physical product, whether it's a digital product, whether it's a service-based versus a coaching-based, it does not matter. You must fulfill and deliver on what you promise to have a chance to scale this and to go deep. And then number three, do not segment on diminishing returns. Do not segment on diminishing returns. And so in my opinion, in my opinion, excuse me, those are the three most important, and I mean non-negotiables for email marketing mastery. And there's more, but those ones will really hit the core. They will really, really, really hit the core for you. And for those of you listening to this, that this might be your first episode, welcome to my crazy world. For those of you here that know that I love email, all of you, if you have not watched my on-demand training for the Eternal Flame method, you need to go watch the training. We're playing with branding and name right now, but no matter what, this website's going to exist. And I'm actually going to check the website while I talk to you to make sure I'm sending you to the right page. But the Eternal Flame method training, the on-demand training hits these. Plus it also gives you three more principles to apply into your email marketing. And so I am, I am correct. Ready? So the website is the eternal flame method.com. So if you are listening to this and you haven't watched this training, you haven't learned these three principles yet. You have not checked it out. Go check it out. It's the eternal flame method.com. So T H E E T E R N A L flame method.com and you'll see there's a pink headline of course attention i'm spilling the beans on how i scaled fortune 500 companies with love-filled emails how to triple your current sales from existing email list blah 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 it's all on the page for you it's an on-demand training so the moment you opt in you'll get the training email 
in my opinion, for at least the next decade will be the backbone of any business's success. It's an asset that you own. It's a way to communicate. It's an invitation into people's homes. And it is the most powerful tool when done correctly. And it is the biggest enemy when done incorrectly. And so take these three non-negotiables, put them into practice, go watch the training, grab the other three. And when you're ready for the next level, come into the eternal flame so we can take it to the next level. But those are my three non-negotiables for email marketing mastery. Thanks for being here. This is not my permanent office. For those of you watching the video, I'm out looking at real estate and out looking for an office because I think my new background is going to have to have some pops of pink in it. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out an idea for my background. I'm going to set up a couple backgrounds. And I think I'm going to set up like a spot where I can sit on a couch with a guest and just really like sit back and have a podcast conversation with you. And I know none of this has anything to do with email. I'm just thinking out loud right now as I record this because I'm in this conference room. So I'll talk more about this in another episode, or maybe I won't. It depends. Maybe I'll talk about it in the Facebook group. Either way, thank you for listening. I love all of you. Email, 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 email. Three non-negotiables for email marketing mastery. And I'm going to take a sip of water. would actually love to hear from you. So I'm back on Instagram now. Uh, it's George Bryant. That's me on Instagram. I'm posting. I'm responding. I'm doing stories. What I would love is I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. I have so many things like this in my brain, so many tactics and strategies and tips that teach the principles as well. But it's always interesting to me because like, I feel like I just rambled and I feel like I don't even know if what I said was helpful. I think it was because it's always helpful to me and it's helpful to clients, but I'm always just curious. So I would love for you to send me a DM. Hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on Facebook, send me a DM and reference this episode and let me know like, what'd you think? Was it powerful? Was it beneficial? Are you going to do it? Did it work for you? I'm off your rocker. I want to build this with you. And so I love that feedback. So that's all. Okay. I'm going to wrap now. I'm really going to wrap this time. So remember that relationships will always beat algorithms and email is one of the best ways to nurture and build them. <clears throat> okay, cool. This has been another episode of the Mind of George show. It was a good winning Wednesday. I will see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. And so without further ado, let's cue the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.